When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. A little bit further east there, Bob, this box truck that uh, they're being loaded right there now. This semi overturned right at I 40, right where the on ramp is to go to the new uh, Turnpike Spur here. It is also the Mustang on ramp when you get uh, uh, off Mustang to get onto I 40 eastbound. That's also the Mustang on ramp. That is completely shut down due to he's all the way across uh. the lanes there. So they already got the records here, but there is a lot of stuff to clean up. So this per- Turnpike Spur and Mustang on ramp yeah. here at I 40 will probably be closed for quite some time. Best part. Jim Garpoint live from Bob Mills. Got his nine back to you. Jim, can you tell what he's carrying there? What's all over the road? Dick, Janet. All right, that's it's the, a mess for yeah, sure. That's the latest. I 40 eastbound. Well, looks like some. Bu- not, we're zooming in. Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you Some can tell. I, I can't tell. You yeah. know, the good thing involved in this, too, is the driver's not injured. Good. There's no injuries, but uh, there's a lot of stuff laying on the road, whatever yeah. it is. A it's traffic a uh, uh, semi-trailer uh, right. truck. <laughs> Pool of dildos and lube spilled over in Oklahoma. On the I-40. And there are dicks and uh, lubricant all over the I-40 in Oklahoma. And the news was trying to zoom in on it, and they just and later they discover it. Uh, and then it goes on to their uh, website, which is hilarious. But I didn't know that they... Uh, that we're hauling dildos and lube in semi-trucks. Well, you know, with the supply chain shortages right. lately, Evidently. Fascinations has been uh, having backed to up. up their order. <laughs> it's backed up, and they're finally getting them off of the crates you, from China. think they came <laughs> in by train, maybe, instead? or Well, that strike's killing them, too. And yeah, now well, we, now, who knows? Like, I know, well, it's temporarily so. But ladies, your dildos are... Christmas is going to come a little later this year, and so are you. <laughs> Uh, the dildos won't be arriving. The lubricant is laying all over Oklahoma's roads. I don't know how much this disrupts the the dildo distribution of uh, the United States, but you'd think a semi-truck of dildos... Would affect at least three or four states. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's covering a massive amount of people who are in the market for brand new dildos. I would assume 
that maybe we go through two semi-truckloads of dildos a month of sales? That's a lot. Doesn't that seem like too much? That seems, yeah. Like if high. you think of when we go to Phoenix uh, Rescue Mission, and I hate to tie them in here, but yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> <laughs> they're a charitable organization. Uh, when we look in the back of that semi truck, when it's full of those bottles of water, if you make if you replace each bottle with a dildo, yeah, doesn't it feel like you're going to satisfy all of America with one truck for the year, forever? And I don't know how often women are buying this stuff, but well, maybe we need a dildo drive next year. <laughs> you know what? Let's start it this week. I'll get on Scotty Karate and the drinking team. They'll, we, uh, we've got the uh, the military thing coming up here. Yeah, you know, add one of those in there. I didn't think that that was a thing. We I, I thought maybe a small pickup with about thirty boxes. Could and you're get... just saying women. It's 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 an all skate now. There's so the number yes. could have increased. Oh, them. that's true. Chuckle the Baron's going on. Dudes there. are using them. I just figured, you know, maybe an F one fifty with a few boxes in the back could make it, you know, go from the the factory Would to the, the, the store. Yeah, I don't see the need for semi trucks full of dildos to even risk being tipped over on the road. But the Oklahoma freeway covered in dicks, and then also the dildos fell over. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, very strange, and I like that the news did that close up. What what is it all over the freeway there, Bob? Bottles. Some like sort of cylindrical shape, like half a baseball bat, and uh, I don't know, like uh, I don't know what's going on. Let's get a little closer and see. It looks like little arms. Can you imagine Detour Dam Beach up there <laughs> yeah. looking at that stuff? <laughs> oh Taking a look God, down at the Red this. Mountain Freeway. Holy Moses, we got a lot of dicks on the road today. <laughs> the weather ladies. Oh, that's the D three thousand. Yeah. Oh my God, the rabbits spilled. We got rabbits, we got eight inches, we got 12 inches, we got black.com, we got it all over the Red Mountain Freeway. Dicks everywhere, stay off the road. <laughs> Detour Dan in the super. I can't do a sponsor. I, I want to do a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to like Kaiko Roofing. With the fascination. Yeah, 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 there you go. The fascination traffic report. Back to you, Debbie. Where's Debbie? Yeah, Where's I, Debbie? I report all this. Yeah, now, wait, now, we'll take a look down onto the freeway. There's Debbie. Uh, she's left the studio. She's running around on the... Look at her go, everybody. She's jamming one of those things like, look at that. Black.com 12-incher going right into our anchor, Debbie. She's going to win an Emmy for sure. <laughs> From the Howard Air Traffic Center. Holy Moses, we got dicks on the road. <laughs> I report it every day there's dicks out there, but never like this. Jim Cross is down. <laughs> we sent Jim Cross. <laughs> There's a lot of dicks on the road. Uh, some lube. Uh, Jim Cross. Thanks, you, Jim. <laughs> oh, man. Now they're coming in. Jim 6'6. Six, six. He's a big fella. My wife loses a truckload of dildos a year. Worse than me with my keys, boys. <laughs> I lost my dildo again. I'll go out on the freeway and grab one of those when they sweep over to the side. It's kind of like in the Caddyshack when nobody knows what's in the pool, but then when the workers get out to clean the freeway, hey, man, it's a bunch of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Truck driver didn't see anything. He just ran away. It's not that bad. We're up here looking down on this thing, Jim, and I don't know what's going on, but there are ladies running all over this freeway like it's some sort of money corral. They're grabbing everything off the road and stuffing it in their cars as deep as they can. That's a deep stuff. Detour Dan, live from the Dick Highway. You have to rename the highway after that. It's never going to be this. This is where all those dicks spilled every time you drive on it. It's the doors opening after a taping of The View. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
There are fat, lonely ladies running all over the highway today. I-40 is covered with chubby women. You get a dildo. You get a dildo. You get a dildo. (laughs) Oprah's out there handing them out. Every woman with bites or nails is out here. (laughs) Unsatisfied ladies, as far as the eye can see. It's the Trajan Wealth uh, traffic chopper. I don't know what's going on down there, but... <laughs> and he's got to do a little spot after. You can save 15% on your insurance. My God, you're going to... Look at the dildos! Yeah, I'd love that if that happened here, because you know Detour Dan would be on it. John Rocker. I love those guys, traffic guys that like their jobs. Because that's like the... In radio, that's where you go to die. Traffic. Unless you're detoured in and flies, that's different. If you're in the center, the traffic center, it's usually there's been a coke problem. You can't get a job. That's kind of how the traffic guys are. So when you hear them, they come out usually seventy. Hey everybody, hey, <clears throat> John Roller here for traffic. Man, the eighties were rough. <laughs> what? Just do traffic. Road reminds me, ma'am. Yeah, I always feel bad for guys who do traffic because I always think of their radio career. They, they usually touched an employee or they did something terrible and they end up relegated to the traffic center. Someday I hope to be on there after this little conversation so that people go, hey, that's a guy that used to be on KUPD. Hey, everybody, it's John Overgear for traffic west side, east side coverage. Oh, man. <laughs> what do he do? I diddled a kid or something. I don't know. Why would he be doing traffic? Johnny, jam your brakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, jam your brakes with your eye in the sky. I'm taking a look at this dick. Dick Highway, man, oh man, I don't know what happened. But did you ever consider traffic over overnights? No, that's how bad traffic is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, doing traffic is like a. I think they. I think when you uh, have like three DUIs, even if you're not in radio, the judge sentences you to do traffic for a while. <laughs> you have to go. There's an opportunity. You get to go do traffic at one of those, and it's always in a separate building too, because it's they're not allowed to be around regular radio people. They have to. It's like some side building. They're not in a radio center. They're in a. It's like they had the special school, like Mesa Vista <laughs> right, right, back yeah, in the day. All the F-ups to, go there. You guys go over there. It's special ed for <laughs> yeah. radio, and that's saying something. You don't know where it is until you get hired. Then they yeah. give you directions. Yeah, and then they're like, yeah, well, I thought it was in this building. building. Oh, no, 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 no. You're doing traffic for the station, but you're not allowed in the building. Why? You're a traffic guy. You're, <laughs> you've, you've probably harassed everyone you've ever worked with, and your Coke problem is legendary. Except for Detour Dan, who's... 40 years of flying around. If you can fly and do traffic, that's impressive. Anyway, be careful out there. There's a lot of dicks on the road. In Oklahoma, here, and everywhere else. That's what traffic is. Uh, speaking of dicks, uh, uh, Sarver is uh, now, he's done. Like, it's official. Like, now his uh, ownership partners are saying he's got to go. Chris Paul's getting all the attention. Wolf saying how devastated he was. And again, I go back to the idea that I don't really buy that you're that upset about it. You're covering your ass. You're, you're clearing your name, and you're getting your sponsors clear because you knew about this a year and a half ago, and not one of these people that's like, this is an, a nightmare. The NBA should have been – you should have said a year ago, if this guy's still in the league next year or they don't yeah, kick him out. Yeah, I want out. Or if this guy's still in the league and, uh, and the NBA doesn't just kick him out or force a sale, I'm going to sell my part of the Suns. But now one of the primary owners – that's along with Sarver says he the the punishment is too he needs to be banished from the kingdom. It's a buddy of his, and it's a pal of his, and and that's covering for the sponsorships and the money. I I I may agree with you that he shouldn't be part of this anymore based on the, but you like Chris Paul saying it I, that was disingenuous to me. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He's known about it for years. If Chris Paul really felt this strongly about it, he could have called Robert Sarver. Using Chris Paul can't get an audience with Robert Sarver. He could have called him last year and said, The whole I'm, time. I'm sitting down with you and I need to know what's going on yeah. right now because this is my brand. Now you're messing with me individually with whatever you've been doing. I'm sitting down with you. And we're having it out. And then later, say, I think this guy's a jerk and I want off his team or I want him out or otherwise. But he didn't say a word. He waited until the punishment came down and then got, you and know. And by, by saying, I had no idea to what extent. You, but you knew a year ago. I, I, it's, uh, I can look, imagine we, you didn't. But no one else would know. Everyone knew a little bit in this market. It, it doesn't even matter. A year ago, you knew everything that you know today. So maybe you didn't know prior to the report coming out. But last year, I didn't hear from any of the sons. I didn't hear one son come out and go, the guy needs to be out of the league, period. That's it. End of story. And now they're all high and mighty, and they're, it's virtue signaling. That's the new phrase everybody said. And now they're, and gotta, too, they're too pure to be part of this. I'm like, you knew about this a year ago. I needed, I needed you to start talking. Devin Booker's trade talks are heating up. He won't play here. That's what the media but wants. that's easy. You know why they're not doing that. Not when you're making a run for the championship. But you don't want to ruin that year. Why? Well, you're ruining this year. Well, that's better to start it. They started that it last way. year before the season. I mean, you could have. You, you could have. I just think they just didn't want ESPN else did it. It wasn't anybody keeping it quiet. It wasn't the Suns. ESPN just went away. It went away because the there was nothing right. there. Yeah. And none of the players were mouthing off. And it wasn't about the investigation. The investigation was pretty much over. Which found. Then they started again. They're like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. He yeah. says bad things. We can't prove it. But the Suns now are like, all right. Now the players are – I just – I don't respect that at all. I mean, if you had a problem with what he said and what was reported a year ago, you could have said, if he is proven to say this, I want him out of the league. So I'd respect what, what am I missing on uh, – why did the NBA now – Because the NBA did their investigation. The NBA did their work. Why did it work. take them so long to – if it was a year ago? That's they had to too. substantiate the claims that were made in the ESPN articles and by the employees. So they redid it. ESPN went through with a fine-tooth comb and did it. That doesn't mean anything. The NBA is like, all right, now that we have this information, let's go back and talk to the people involved and see what we've got. They basically said the same thing. We don't have any proof this happened, but a lot of employees are miserable. But again, nobody was coming out last year outside of the people who initially said this. None of the players, nobody, saying this guy needs to be out of the league. And now that they are, it's the, it, because it's the exact same information that was there a year ago. So if you're this upset by it, I understand, but you should have been this upset a year ago. Now you're just to me it just seems like you're you're protecting your cash. I get that too. Yep. But don't come out like, you know, like a warrior for justice when you've had a year of this and you're in the building every day. If you're in the building and you're the highest profile player on the team, you can talk to Robert Sarver anytime you want. You have Robert Sarver's ear. At 3 in the morning, if Chris Paul calls Robert Sarver, Robert Sarver's listening. And all Chris Paul had to do was say, hey, man, I need to know everything that went on here. And if it's as bad as it sounds, I'm going public. This horrible owner just built the state-of-the-art facility for the <laughs> – right. I mean – Well, I mean, he may still be a dickhead. <laughs> 
But the bottom line is Chris Paul coming out now saying, oh, this is terrible. LeBron James, oh, this is LeBron had the ability to call Robert Sarver and say, I need to know. Chris, you want to go first or do you want me to make my statement first? Yeah. I can imagine. It's all after the fact, you know, uh, hindsight justice and how they're now they are just, oh, can't believe what I'm hearing. And the owner, the other owner's the same. The other owner's like, if you wanted him suspended for an eternity, and that was the only punishment you'd accept, and the NBA comes up with this one-year, $10 million thing, and you're unhappy with it, you should have said something before. You should have come out and said way before, I want him out of the league. I'm a partner of his. He's ruining my reputation. But they didn't. They waited for the NBA to act, and now they act like, oh, I would have done so much more. It's garbage. It's that uh, vicarious uh, justice. They're going down the line of if somebody else did it, but well, if it was me, I'd be much more just and righteous. It's like that's not true because you didn't do anything about it. You stood by. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that Suns thing's kind of a – that's an annoying – and not because I like Robert Sarver, but because it trickles down to all businesses. And again, the news again last night. What's HR going to do about this in every workplace? What does it mean to have a hostile work environment? It's going to trickle into our daily lives, at least here for a little bit, where people are redefining what it is and and what the punishment is, which is banishment from whatever you're part of. And maybe that's true. Maybe that is necessary. But it should have been necessary immediately last year by all the people saying, the NBA didn't act strictly enough. They should have said something last year. You had had a voice. Owners, just maybe think about the Christmas party this year. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. And don't get hookers for your players. This is the bottom line. Just... (laughs) Just don't do that. You can offer them, but make sure that there's nobody in the hallway and <laughs> whisper it. Yeah, Robert Sarver's a dick. There is no question. We didn't need this report to come out to know that. We've known that about him here in Phoenix the whole time. But did he do anything in this regard to make everybody, in hindsight, say, oh, I didn't like you the whole time? If, and I don't respect that at all. In the last year... I think Chris Paul made – that bothered me a lot when he started to say, oh, yeah, this is unacceptable. Well, then you should have said something a year ago. If it was unacceptable yesterday, it was unacceptable a year ago because you, you knew everything. You let it go on. Yeah, nothing – well, not even let it go I on. Don't. You just didn't say anything when the report came out about him being out for good. I don't want to work for a guy like this. That's basically what he's saying now. It's like I want him out. I want him to have to force to, to sell. You should have said that a year ago if it meant this much to you. But you waited to see what the NBA was going to do, and then you're like, let them handle it, and then I'll come out like a hero later going, that's not bad enough. And he should have said something. Like The face of the franchise should have said something. Maybe he's, uh, um, you know, the reason why he came out and said something, he was upset, but with the, uh, with the NBA ruled on. That's what he's saying. But, I mean, the reason why he didn't say anything in the beginning, he was like, let the NBA handle it. But and then you weren't that bothered by it, it, were you? You weren't that bothered by it. You can't come out with a self-righteous it, it, moral moral scream and yell a year after just because the punishment didn't fit. But you should have this, said, this guy shouldn't be my owner ever again. If any, a if year any ago, of this stuff if any of this is, is true. true. Right. right. And, and so if, we had to let the process happen. But nobody said it's true still. It's never been proven to be true. It's hearsay. It's, you know, whatever somebody said. Probably true. But I just don't think it's I just don't think it's right to go, okay, I didn't say anything for a year, but now that the punishment's out, I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the justice warrior. I'm gonna be Mr. Self righteous and say, Oh, this is t- the punishment should have been so much more. Yeah, you don't agree with the punishment. You should have said, I want the punishment to be super harsh when this all came out. If this is true, I want the if if they find any reason to punish him, he's out. 
But they're not even saying that. They're just saying, well, we heard that, that one word. And Five he should, times. And he should never, ever, ever be an owner again. I would have liked to have heard that last year. I might disagree with you, but I'd like to have heard you say it last year. It's really easy to do it after all the, all the things have fallen. It's real easy to come out and say, I'm better than that. It's determined. You didn't take a stand. It's not a respectable stand when all the, you know, everything's laid out already. Is Chris Paul the only one that's opened his mouth so far? Pretty much. Other players? Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the thing. And the media is making a huge, but LeBron James threw a big. Wow, David. Nobody. Again. NBA right. missed on this one. Yeah, NBA missed on this one. And he shouldn't be. You know, and they're saying, get him out. But you should have said, get him out last year. Like, get him out completely. If, it's, if this is real, everybody goes. Chris Paul should have taken a huge stand. If he's going to take one out, that owner is worse. His uh, Sarver's buddy, who's a co-owner, is like, I just don't want him here anymore. We should have said that last year. You should have come out and made this investigation easier for the NBA to go, I do not want this guy back in the building. I think that's a, no, I, I think that's just a reaction saying, well, this is how we're going to do it. Let me tell you. Scott's going to move in. Uh, that way we keep, because they're not re- ready to sell the team. Because it's not real. It's all fake. If I got in trouble for running around here, screaming at people, pulling pants down, and you know N-words, everything else you can imagine, in the hallways, and a year ago, a report comes out on the news and says, you know, Brady, John's doing this stuff. And you're like, okay. And then you continue to work with me for one year. Yeah. And in that year, Hubbard decides to say, all right, you're suspended for a year. And then you say, it should have done much longer. After the fact. You're a dick. Because yeah. if you sat and worked with me for an entire year, with that in the back of your head going, I hope this guy's out. I hope he's out. And I'm not saying anything until they did Then you're just a coward. That's all that would be. I mean, if you guys sat and worked with me every day. Oh, and, for sure. And then afterwards said, I is, knew it the whole time. Yeah. What a CYAing horrible guy. On, yeah. on the other exactly. side. Yeah. Yeah, get him out of here. Yeah, get him out of here. Let's get this Say it immediately. Away. Now, I'd have respect for it if like all these allegations come in and you're like, I work with the guy. I've seen this. I'm not working with him anymore. I'm glad he's going to get in trouble. There's respect. There's, there's where I would respect you. But if you sat with me every day for a year, knowing like I want this punishment to be so harsh, I want this guy to go. I want him going Just down wait. in flames. But I'll work with him every day. I'm not going to say a thing to anybody about that. And if the punishment isn't, and then I'm going to come out and scream and yell. That's garbage. That's just garbage. And I think Robert Sarver probably deserves it. I'm probably on this, but you should have said something a year ago. And again, when there's no proof of anything, we all stand uh, at that kind of uh, precipice of, well, it can happen to you. If someone decides to go, well, that's what Brett said. And there's no proof of it, but I went to ownership and they're going to look into it. And it's like, yep. And then now they're like, Looking at you, and you're like, "Well, yeah, I've made jokes until it's over." Yeah, it's just based on an accusation of somebody that's. Hey, I get this guy; it's easy. You don't have to have proof. And on the flip side, I'm kind of happy about it because I don't like Robert Sarver. But it made me kind of look at Chris Paul like, "Man, it's a weasel move." You sat and worked there for the guy. You accepted checks from him. You were a year ago. You knew this. Sons are in a mess now, too. And it's starting to remind me a little bit of when they got the Coke problems back in the 80s and everything had to get dismantled. Be ashamed to dismantle this. Oh, brutal. But what are you going to do? Uh, and then he goes, and some guy just emailed me. He said, John, your old TVs have to go somewhere. If you've you got to buy new TVs for the Amazon, what about your old TVs? You give them to us listeners like you did Mark Randall's CDs. All this broke dicks out here can't do Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'll just give my TVs away if I have to take them off the wall. Because they don't have the smart technology to pick up Amazon. I can get Netflix and YouTube on the TVs that I have in the bar. 
because that's 2016 yeah. technology. And I get a fire stick and I get all the other stuff. But that's 10 more steps. That's not good. And somebody said they're worried about Brady if, uh, if you get that um, thing where you get taller. Yeah. They're not happy with it because you'd have size 8 shoes. And I didn't think of that. You have to lengthen your feet, too, because if you're like 6'3 with size 8s, you're going face down pretty much every morning out of bed. It's going to be sharing shoes with Kirby. You've got to get some bigger shoes or at least some planks to balance you out because 6'6 six, six and size 8 doesn't balance. You'll forget every morning and go face down into the ground right out of bed. That's no good. Like I said, a Nikes, I wear 12s. So. Yeah, because you've got to stretch the sides, but still, that's just left to right. We're not worried about you going left and right. Face down, you're in trouble. <laughs> I'm getting people in radio emailing me from the traffic center. It is not <laughs> a death sentence. <laughs> I'm not saying who you are, but ha 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 death sentence, or you wouldn't have emailed me. It's a choice. Yeah, like your meth habit was a choice, and that's why you didn't get a job in radio and you had to work in traffic. I love it here. It's really great. <laughs> oh, my God, it would be the worst. to You walk in there slinking and see all the other disposed radio guys hey what's going on what'd you do uh, i touched the lady's shoulders and then called her sweet cans uh, not allowed to be in the building anymore it's funny to hear those traffic reports like on other stations and stuff and you're like i remember that guy he used yeah. to be at kdkb that guy used to be at kslx you know <laughs> and that's what the, I, oh this guy makes good that makes you isn't chris paul head of the players association he is that's another thing he gotta put that statement out there that could, puts well, a little more done it a year ago if it bothered you this much, you could have made your stand a year ago. It's brutal. And it's 20 years. Because there's no, I mean, there is no choice for him. Really, I mean, there's always a choice. What but what if he said, you know, the person that says, well, none of this stuff ever happened to me. I worked with a guy and I right. never, I got along fine with it's him. easy. It's really but easy. But he couldn't say that. You sit down with the guy. You're the because face of the team. Look how many employees down there. there was, but again, well, I go, I go back like, to the analogy of if it's me. that stuff happened to me. There's these, you know, it, it only takes one deal, but there's five but situations. But if it's me, and, Brady, and it's never happened between the two of us, and you sit down yeah. with me, wouldn't you Wouldn't you do that, like, first, before you climb back on uh, the, you know, the employment? And wouldn't the, you sit down with the me? the role that I, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'd be like, let's talk about this. This is yeah. bad. And what'd you do? And, and if I'm telling you, I didn't do a thing, man, I didn't do a, what are they saying this for? And then what would you do after that? You go talk to the people who are making the claims. Yeah. Hey, I don't want to go back in there with this guy if this is real. You do your own little investigation. You don't. You know, that doesn't you sound like John. You don't put little blinders on and then walk back in and then a year later go, oh, it should have been worse. I just I think that's terrible. It's frustrating because people are so stupid about that kind of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I just got this. Would you rather be 5'4 or do traffic? Oh, man. Traffic. Yeah, traffic would be. Really? Yeah, I'd rather be a traffic. Being 5'4 would be. That's, but being in traffic, your life is a complete nightmare then. Well, at least, at least I'm five six four, feet tall. I mean. At least I'm six feet tall. Uh, Even I, I would do traffic. Here's the five thing. Four. I would do traffic. Oh, that's yeah, not- yeah. <laughs> that's only shrinking you a yeah, couple I'm inches. Not- I would, uh, because I still feel like, even though I'm doing traffic, my life still has a glimmer of hope. Does it, though? If I'm 5'4", there's no hope. There's, anybody, no, there's no chance I'm going to be anything. Has every, anybody ever bounced out, went to traffic, and bounced back in? No. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I would, I would not be in you the can, industry. I would, I would not try to be, ah, oh, boy, that's a tough question. That's a good one. 
That's that's they're tough. separate, right? Because there's also the weather that you can. Well, so. weather's different because you know the radio weather guys are just that's reading the saying. temperature, and that's everybody can do it. But I don't think the traffic guys really get into weather. They usually get the real weatherman from a news channel like to just McCloskey tape or something, yeah, just tape there, something yeah. and this, sends it over for the day. Service like the lady we got here, uh, Heather, just reads the weather report and it goes into the spots. It's, a, it's easy. That's she's got. She's got. That's not a her only gig. Traffic, rough stuff. Rough stuff. Anyway, I got on a soapbox about that Suns thing, but I have a feeling they're going to end up. You're going to hear a lot more about that. It's going to dismantle some stuff, and they're going to have to. They're talking about Devin Booker getting traded. I saw three things this morning. Yeah, the Knicks. Because now the Suns have to make moves. Like, why? Because he doesn't, and I don't blame Devin Booker. I don't want to be part of this, this S show that's sitting out here. It's, why? This is going to be a distraction for the whole season. I don't want to be here. I don't want that tied to me. How do you feel, you know, the season tickets? I'm fine. With it. This I'm year. fine with the last year. I bought them last year, kind of knowing this was. Coming. But if they dismantle, like uh, Devin goes, and, that's what I'm saying. You know, I always thought that that was kind of crappy to do to fans, anyway. You know, because it's uh, when you when you trade the team midway through the season if they're not doing well and you still charge. Like you should, you should, if you traded the whole team away and you're admitting we stink, but I guess that's the risk you take when you buy season tickets. The team might stink, so I wouldn't get them again. I'd sit this, I'd finish this whole season and then be done. It's kind of what I did with the Cardinals when they decided to just sell out with the Buddy Ryan thing. And then I had season tickets to that. And the next year they tried to boost my – they tried to ask for more money. And I'm like, you guys were 4-12 and 12 last year. And your new coach, became the, you got rid of everybody. Of the most expensive tickets in yeah. the NFL. And what are you doing charging me in the upper deck more? Well, you know, we want the exclusive uh, rights to your life. <laughs> like, no, they were moving me out of the spot I was in. They had to get new seats to – I'm like, screw it, no. And then I'd watch every Sunday, and the whole upper deck was empty. And I'm like, all they need to do is keep there the prices the same. And they, yeah, they boosted. And, but they're, uh, and it doesn't matter. Ticket sales don't matter to us. They didn't care. It was the, that's why they wanted the stadium. Anyway, we've we been getting fleeced by sports for a long time. As I sit in my T.J. Watt jersey for this weekend, one of the hundreds that I own, which means I've invested money into this, that zero repayment other than emotions. But yeah. yeah, we'll we'll see about this Suns thing. It's gonna be it's gonna get weirder than it's anything else. You know what we really need to focus on? Do you have uh, the Vince Neal thing? Yeah, this is a tape of Vince Neal singing live. You talk about like I this actually this shirt was a gift from a friend in Pittsburgh. Uh, but the jerseys that I've spent on uh, on football is a it's a lost cause. There's no payment back other than emotion. Music's the same way. Uh, concert tickets are really expensive. What did the Motley Crue seats? They were like three hundred dollars in certain were, spots. Yeah, right? they were ridiculous. Good, so yeah, Motley Crue was just here. We just played them a second ago. Uh, Kickstart my heart. And uh, this was this is a live recording of uh, Motley Crue in uh, in concert. People are going nuts over this. Yeah! This has been singing live. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. I just feel good. 
Ben sounds great. I would think he's having a stroke. Oh, yeah. Those aren't words. Well, those aren't the words of the song. No. And so the rest of the track picks up for him, or is that just it? Like, what do you mean? Sing along with a vocal track. Oh, no, this is no vocal. You can't, no. you can't track this crap. I thought they kind of focused on whatever his mic's saying and something else is coming over on the PA. Like well, I know they've done it with Ozzy because yeah. uh, I don't think the guy would be in the back. Because then they wouldn't record this. Well, they would so just, his mic would just be dead. Yeah, I got to let this out. Yeah. And they would just play a recording to the crowd, and Vince is none the wiser. Martha Stewart. Oops. Well, you start thinking about all the money we spend on nostalgia and things we want to... Bob Dylan is clearer. It's very member berries, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're already talking about touring next year. I know. Yeah. They're like, they're not done. That thing wants to sing at yeah. you more. Well, wh- why wouldn't you? They filled arenas. Yeah. And he doesn't even have to say, Dylan makes it's far sense. It's like the, uh, the alien from that. And you're in the crowd going, he's the only one. He's saying what I'm saying. I had no idea Martha Stewart was in this song. I know. I remember Mar- what, they were so ahead of their time writing about Martha Stewart in the eighties. Have a day, Martha Stewart. Huh? Everybody go get big summer cadet. Oh, thank you guys for coming out. All right, Vince. Could you sing a word? One word. Hit um ha 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 ha. I want to hear um. They're ballads. I'd have to find those. The, uh, you know, what's the... Uh, uh, home Sweet Home. Home Sweet Home. Oh, yes. <laughs> Vince is back there. I'm thinking about checking out the social media. Don't do it, Vince. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, Vince. You know what? Uh, it's a, I don't know if you got the memo last night, Vince. Social media got canceled by the government. There isn't any anymore. Uh, you, use your breath. I got social media. I got Vince, uh, they're saying you look a lot like the Bumble from the Rudolph specials and you sound like somebody stepping on a, a squeaky dog toy of Bob Dylan. I love that, though, because we spent $125 on average to go see that show. My buddy Pat just says, that's James Brown singing Motley Crue. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. The whole the band's like, hit me. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, he does it. You have it. Well, I don't know how much this was doctored, so let's see. Let's take a look. This was oh, from 2016. We it might not be horrible. Oh, yeah. Well, this is no, he's just here's doing Please. Oh, God, Vince, don't. You ready? Are you? <laughs> you know I'm a uh, 2016, he was okay. Yeah, Something happened. This, this is a tough part. All right, he's all right back then. Let's right. see if I can find something more current. <laughs> Try to find the 2022. <laughs>
I heard you hit it, hit Hang it back, no hip, I do. Steve Carell, my first duo. Oh, they are. Oh, they are and Will Ferrell. Is that Wrigley? Yeah. What year is this? Uh, this year. Okay. Ooh, brace yourself. Let's go. There we go. Oh, <laughs> he's huge. <laughs> he looks gargantuan. You know, I'm an eater. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. No, oh, he's struggling. That might be a little easier because it's not so fast. Yeah. And, and he can breathe a little. They packed oh, Wrigley Field. A That's 130 that bucks a person on average. Guys, you're crying. Yeah. I would be, too, if I spent that kind of money to hear that. see if we can finally kickstart my heart, because that's a fast one. Oh, my goodness. That dude's crying. Oh, my God. Of course he's crying. Uh, Yeah, that one's not so bad. Acceptable. Well, he's lucky because the the crowd crowd sings back for him. (laughs) Yeah. Was, this is kickstart my heart was three weeks ago. This is oh, maybe he's fixed it up. I'm so worried about, I'm about telling you, it's the tracking. There's no tracking. You would not track and sound like that. You track and you're perfect. You don't have that noise going off. Oh, they're opening with this one. Yeah, getting it out of the way. <laughs> he's so squeaky. The dude doing filming. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bro. The BDE. Nicky. Nicky Sick. Yeah. Yeah, let the crowd say. scatting through yeah. that yeah, stuff. That's, that's not he's even. Lena Horn. <laughs> he is. He's Lena Horn in that whole thing. Maybe this is a better one. No, this I don't want to hear HD. anymore. That's enough of that. This is an HD. Yeah. Says. That's going to matter. Anyway, I was worried about that, but that's circulating all over the place. Uh, Vince Neil sounds like uh, Eddie Murphy when he was buckwheat on SNL. <laughs> yeah, it's that was it's sad, but it's circulating all over the internet, and I'm like, God, I hope Vince doesn't see this because he was upset when people were calling him the Bumble from Rudolph when they were putting side by sides of the the thing, putting the stars on the tree next to him because he looks just like yeah. him. And that's the reason. It's a I good match. That's, it's he looks it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the horrors of aging. Oh my God. There he looked like Rocky. Man's in his 60s. Bit. Oh. Just poor it's like fella. who ate Michael Anthony? Poor fella. <laughs> oh, Lizzo just emailed and says, man, Vince Neil needs to lose a couple pounds. <laughs> uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats over there, Bert? Uh, I didn't get a lot of done here. No. We were, well, we were, in were talking. Around. You know, we were talking, but I can, I can read them off here. Uh, let's see here. Wake up song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. 50 bucks can get you into a drawing or a raffle for a brand new Santa Monica. Santa Monica. I keep getting the Santa. Yeah, it's Santa Cruz. Santa Claus. Somewhere over there. Uh, e-bike. Thing thing goes for like $14,000 yeah. retail. So uh, you get yourself a pair of gloves for 50 bucks and get yourself into that raffle. And uh, spaces are limited. Josh said he's selling out of those things pretty yeah. quick. So go to actionrideshop.com. You can buy it online or just go and visit the boys over there at uh, Gilbert Road and Southern. So on the list, uh, well, we got another one for Parkway Drive. We just did that yesterday. So good. Uh, Butthole Surfers, who was in my room last night. 
Uh, the Amity Affliction, Velvet Revolver, She Builds Quick Machines, uh, Short oh. People from Randy Newman for Brady. <laughs> for, um, for growing folks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that song is somehow or another unairable now. Like it's a, it was a number one smash hit in the 70s. Yeah. People couldn't get enough. It was on everything. And now if you played it, there'd be like groups picketing your station. And it's hilarious. And then it went into three or four like the didn't the Muppets use it? Oh, everybody was yeah. playing. That's funny. It was yeah. fun. People were cooler back then. I can't do short people by Randy. Okay, it's not a thing. We can do. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't get all. I just saw you working hard. <laughs> I get nervous. Uh, terror, dead wrong. But we we mentioned it the other day. There's that there's that new one from Clutch, uh, Slaughter Beach, that this guy's been hitting us up for like two weeks to play. Should we do it? Yeah, I think. All so. right, done. Well, it's Clutch. Joey emails and says, as a driver for FedEx Freight, we pick up multiple pallets of dildos and lube daily from this place locally that makes them. It's uh, manufactured here. All right. Well, there you go. All right. Some homegrown pride there. You Arizona. <laughs> Not you, Vince. Vince, uh, we're thinking about maybe doing a tour. You want to come out and make sounds? All right. Vince is in. I think he is. Yeah, I don't know. If something happened to him, I think he speaks in reverse now. He's like the little guy from Twin Peaks. (laughs) That's pretty good. Nobody's going to notice that. Close enough. Close enough, man. People are just here to see Tommy's dick anyway. (laughs) I think he's in reverse. I think Vince is singing backwards, guys. No one knows, though. Oh, I heard cowbell. Cowbell. Yeah, hit the cowbell, Tommy, with your dick. I think I would do that. I think I'd put a long wig on and just find the biggest Motley Crue fan sitting there. You guys like Motley Crue before they come on stage? Yeah. I'm here for Tommy's dick. <laughs> just see what they do. Yeah, man. Just to get one of them to go, me too. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But I understand that Tommy is asking every crowd now for every show to whip out whip their peepees. Out. And then you start thinking, that's a group of like 50-plus-year-old men. That's gross. Nobody needs to see that tattered, beat-up thing. Yuck. It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.